Great day, everybody. Omar Muhammad here helping you improve and progress in business and in life. Hey, as you can see, we're doing something different with the Breakthrough Podcast. Uh, we'll continue some of our interviews. Uh, we'll probably uh, kick some more of those off in the month of June and July. But as you see, we're actually doing some more content, you know, adding more uh, speakers and workshops uh, from our Room to Grow initiative, as well as our uh, monthly meetup. Uh, so those two will become uh, part of the Breakthrough Podcast. Uh, so hope you're enjoying those. You know, some great information that we have from individuals uh, who will help uh, provide you with some information and resources to help you start operate and scale your business. So send me an email, let me know how the, the videos, are, the, the, the workshops are, are doing for you. Uh, you can always email me at omar at edacmorgan.com. That's omar at edacmorgan.com. Until we see each other again, continue to improve and progress. Peace. Great day, everybody. Uh, you know who I am, Omar Muhammad. Uh, this is our uh, monthly, we call it our Room to Grow initiative. Uh, today, we have a dynamic speaker, as always. Uh, today, we're talking about bookkeeping, accounting, financial, all that good stuff. And we have the foremost expo expert, and that is Anika, I'm going to call you Watts, <laughs> Weinstein. So Anika, hey, welcome. Hello, how are you? So glad to be here. All so, right, improving and progressing. I'm going to turn it over to you. All right, cool, 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 cool. So let me go back because I skipped forward a little bit. So today we're going to be talking about um, just financial business growth. And so we're going to go through a few steps. Um, as Omar said, my name is Anika Winstead. I'm the owner of Watt Business Solutions. We are a tax and accounting firm helping small business owners to um, tax plan, tax prepare, as well as to help them with their bookkeeping and accounting um, needs. So that is what we do. So if it's okay, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into the presentation. Um, so what should you learn during this presentation? So these are a few things that you should learn, but however, if you have any questions during the presentation, please feel free to just ask. This is a conversation more than a presentation. So I wanna make sure that you leave here um, having an understanding of how to um, handle your business finances. So the first thing, why you need accounting? I mean, we may think that accounting is frustrating and it's hard to understand, but it is definitely needed, when, especially when you are a small business owner, so that you'll be able to understand your business finances, because that lays the foundation for your business being able to grow and scale and, you know, move past just being a Schedule C business. Now, it's not, it's no problem with being a Schedule C business, but as your business continues to grow, the entity structures will change, which we'll touch on that a little bit here. And as the entity structures change, your tax bracket will change a little bit. And so that's why you need to be able to understand the accounting, make sure you have the right accounting in place. So the beginning steps, what should you do? If you're a new business owner, what are some steps some key steps that you need to do in order to um, start as a business owner and have things in place. Independent contractors. So we always get this, you know, um, 
who pays the taxes? Am I a W-2 employee? Am I an independent contractor? So we'll make that line very, very clear. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about accounting as well as expenses that the business can write off, paying yourself, state tax requirements, and tax deadlines. So it's a hefty, hefty agenda today. Um, if I move too fast, just let me know if you have any questions. Um, but I tend to talk a little bit fast, and I might Zoom pass it. But if you have questions, just let me know. So getting started. So getting started, um, first things first, um, even if you do, well, before that, so getting your articles of incorporation, that is um, vital to solidifying you as a, um, I don't, I, f I find it hard to say a business because you can be a sole proprietor operating as a business, you know, um, it, with the articles of incorporation that, that draws the line between you as an individual and your business. And so there are some protections that you have when you do incorporate your business as a limited liability company, um, which we abbreviate and say LLC. And so there's some protection between you and your business. If someone wants to sue your business, they can only take the assets of the business, um, it gets a little funky, though, when you commingle funds, that goes out of the window. But however, for purposes of today, legally, if you were to incorporate your business, um, it protects you personally. Getting your EIN and your articles of incorporation kind of go hand in hand. Now, if you are a sole member LLC or a sole proprietor, meaning as a sole proprietor, you don't get your articles. But if you are the only one, say, for instance, you get your articles of incorporation, you're the only owner. You don't, according to the IRS, you don't technically need an EIN. They do consider you a disregarded entity. Um, not that they don't care for you, but they, it's a sole member organization. It's just you. Um, however, I do advise to get that because when you are completing independent contractor work, um, meaning you're working and you're doing things for different companies and different things, you're, they're going to ask you to fill out a W-9. And what you want to do is you want to get that EIN number so you can put that number instead of your social security number. Again, you're drawing the lines of separation between you and your business. Now, the third, opening in a business bank account, you're going to need the first two in order to do that typically i have heard some stories where some banks don't require you to have your articles or don't require you to have your din not sure i have never experienced that but every business bank account that i've opened and my my um my business owners have opened the first two are required so in order to open a business a business bank account not a regular checking account you need your articles of incorporation and you need your ein number and then fourth um i always advise my business owners to get into an accounting system i know you're just starting i know you may not have any money coming in but you got expenses going out and i'm a fan of having systems in place before it pops off you gotta have faith in your business and that you are going to go and you're going to be successful and so have the systems in place um, in a, in a situation where you feel like you may not need them, but when you do need them, they're already in place. So an accounting system, we'll talk about that a little bit later and go into depth about what that is. So in some insights, um, why you need accounting. So it has insights about your business growth. And we just talked about accounting systems and that allows you to link your business bank account, which was going to pull in all income that your business is making and is going to pull in all of the expenses that your business has. And so what that is going to do is going to give you a 360 view of what your business is doing. 
And so some people just use the merchant systems and say, hey, I have all this money coming in, but they're not actually seeing a full view of what the business is doing. In the accounting system, it allows you to see your income, your expenses, you put your liabilities in there, which may be any loans that you're taking out. It could be any um, any equipment and all those kind of loans and you know all your assets and then whatever you're paying yourself. So that will roll up under your, your balance sheet, under the equity and all that kind of stuff. But it gives you a 360 view um, of what your business is doing, whether you're operating at a profit or a loss, because it doesn't just matter that you have money coming in, but what's also coming going out. So it gives you insights about your business growth, where are you from year to year to year. Being in an accounting system, you can see how you did in 2019. It now it's only going to operate with the data that you have in it. Um, so if you have data, then you'll be able to receive data. But remember this garbage in is garbage out. So if you don't put the necessary data in there, meaning you're not cleaning it up, you're not putting things where they need to go, then your reports are going to be garbage, okay? Um, making tax time less stressful and quicker. Again, if you are organizing your expenses throughout the year, meaning you're in an accounting system, whether you're in Excel, um, except those manual um, efforts like Excel and paper and pencil and all those things, it leaves a lot of room for error. When you're in an accounting system, it automatically pulls into pulls your your transactions and and you're able to you don't have to be worried about you doing it yourself. So it takes another task off your plate because we're business owners. We don't have a lot of time. And so it automatically pulls those transactions. In. And then we are dealing with a smart system, right, where AI is really big now. So all these systems are going to do is get smarter and smarter. So once you categorize something in the accounting system once or twice, it'll say, oh, OK, so is this transaction supposed to be this every time? And you can answer either yes or you can answer either no. And so once you do it like that, all you have to do is add them because the system has already categorized them. So making test time, tax time less, less stressful for you because you've already done the work throughout the year because you're in a system and you already are putting your expenses and your income in categories where they need to go. So when you go to your tax account or you're doing your taxes yourself, you already have everything lined up. You know what all your advertising expenses are. You know what your contractor labor expenses are. You know how much money you've made. It's lining up with all the 1099 that you've received. And so that's why I like makes it less stressful. And then you have an idea of what your tax liability is going to be or whether you may be getting a refund back. Managing your cash flow and watch for potential red flags. As you are viewing these things uh, that are going on, these transactions that are happening in, in your accounting system, you can see any red flags. Okay, I'm, am I still paying for something, a software or a service that I don't need? Um, you're able to see the trends and different things like that. You know, how is my income trending up? You know, is my my insurance going up? Because sometimes if we have these things on auto pay, we may not pay them any money, you know, um, but it allows you to manage your cash flow and it allows you to point out any and not, and not I can't say this word, oh, my help me with anomalies. Anomalies, yeah. Yes, that word. There so you go. <laughs> that your business may have. So um, I spoke a little bit about entity structures when I first started. And you are, I know you're very familiar with LLCs and sole proprietorships. You may have heard of partnerships and you heard of corporations. And there's two types of those. Those are S-Corps and C-Corps. Um, as I stated before, sole proprietorships. Well, before I even get into talking about these, as your business grows, you need to identify which structure is going to be best for you. Being in the correct structure, which is a part of tax planning, um, can save you 
tax dollars. And so knowing and working with the professional that is able to tell you, hey, listen, you need to be in this tax structure so it's so it can be more tax advantageous for you, understanding that tax structure and getting into that tax structure because every every business is not built to stay in LLCs long term. You may want to go and be a corporation and it may be better for you as a business owner. Every LLC is not meant to stay and they may you may bring on partners. So you have to change your structure and you become a partnership. So it just varies in what the needs of the business are and how your business is growing or how it's not growing. So all of these entities are pass-through entities except C-Corps. What that means is any um, profit or loss is going to pass through to the owners. And so if your partnership is profitable at maybe $50,000 and you have partners, it depends on the percentage. Say if you have two partners, one is 50, one is 50, then one will claim $25,000 on their personal return and the other will claim $25,000 on their personal return. So the actual partnership, the actual S-Corp does not pay tax. Okay, you have to file an information return, but that partnership is not paying taxes. The taxes will be paid at the partner level. And so for an LLC, it's a little bit different. Um, LLCs are filed with your personal return on a different schedule, just as sole proprietorships. And S-Corps and C-Corps file their own returns as well. The only difference between those two is that C-Corps actually pay taxes. Aniga, before you, before you go on to the next slide, I do want to ask a question. You know, so you probably hear this a lot. I know I hear it a lot, you know, where people are saying, you know, instead of saying, I'm going to start my business, they say, I'm going to start my LLC. Uh, where do you think that came from? Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? I think it just came from people um, associating LLC with business. Yeah. Just the lack of uh, awareness around the structures. Mm -hmm. You know, not being aware of the different opportunities that the tax law can provide for you. Yeah. And knowing that once you get into these different they I probably I don't even think people are aware that some people are aware that there are different structures that you can get into that can actually be tax advantageous for you, unless you're working with a professional. You know, what I mean everybody associates business with LLC. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for that question. So independent contractors, um, independent contractors is a self-employed person. So anytime you're doing work for another, another individual and um, you are not paid as an employee. And so the main difference between independent contractor, being an independent contractor and being a W-2 is who pays the taxes. And that is why the government is cracking down on the merchant systems when they're saying that everybody that made $600 or more, which used to be $20,000, now is $600, $600 starting this year, everybody's going to get a 1099 because people are not paying their taxes. <laughs> and so the merchant system, just a little back history, you if you use a system like... Um, Square or Stripe or PayPal. In the past, if you did not make twenty thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars or two hundred two hundred transactions, then you were not going to receive a ten ninety nine. Moving forward, it's six hundred dollars now. And so, last year, a lot of people got like a ten ninety nine from Cash App, and they were panicking, like, "I use that Cash App for my personal stuff, not just my business." And I was like, "Well, you got to make it clear because if you are using stuff under your business Cash App, 
then you're going to get a 1099 for that. And it may include, you got to be very mindful about the systems. You know, if you use Cash App personally and business, make sure you have a Cash App that's for personal business. I have a personal and a business PayPal. You know, I'm very diligent about how I pay and which is it, it takes nothing for you to log into your business one, log out of that one, log into your personal one and just being aware of the separations, because in the long run, you're able to um, actually separate the two and be clear on what your financial business financial situation looks and your um, your personal financials. Any questions about independent contractor versus regular employer? Um, I got a question. Yeah. So you saying six hundred? This like, cause the employees that I um hired, I put them on tonight now. So is it six hundred per payment or for the year? Per year. So anything over six hundred. Okay. Yeah, but so that never that didn't apply to you all. So that was just for merchant systems. It's always been the rule that if you paid somebody, if you paid somebody $600 or more, you were required to send them a 1099. This, oh, okay. this rule has changed for the merchant systems, the Stripes, the PayPal, the, um, you so, know, those systems. Right. Yeah. So, Nick, I don't know if you heard Randy, you know, he said employee, you know, oh. There's a difference between an employee and an independent contractor. Yeah, I think I, I think I answered this question understanding because he is a client and I know he don't have no employees. I know. If everybody else though, for everybody else. Yeah, just for clarity. So when you talk about the people that work for you, you gotta be clear, Randy, because if you don't have them on payroll, then they are not employees. They are yeah. contractors. Right. So uh Truist, I just opened my um, new business bank account through Truist. So Truist, I can pay for L299, waiting on them to send that information and stuff. So I started paying them through the uh, business bank account instead of keep paying them in cash and so forth. Yeah. Well, like I told you before, you can also pay them via QuickBooks. If you have an accounting system, you can pay your employees that way. So you don't necessarily have to wait on Truist to get you into a system. You can do that through your accounting system because it's kind of like trifold because you can do so many things. You can pay your employees, you can pay your contractors, you can do your accounting, you can do your bookkeeping, you can do all of the things. You can track your mileage. You know, I know you drive and stuff. So make sure, you know, um, when you, another thing about it, I just read an article from National Association of Taxpayers that the IRS will disallow um, car expenses if you don't have solidified documentation. So you can travel all over the world, but if you don't have recorded logs, um, stuff on your calendar that has addresses where you're going, and, you know, all of those things, then those expenses, the expenses we're getting ready to talk about will be disallowed. So I want you to um, think about that because once you get into an accounting system as well, um, they offer, QuickBooks offers a mileage tracker. Um, cool. So, since you said that, so Truist, of course, they offered a lot of different things, but they offered to do my accounting system. They offered to do my accounting for me and my payroll and stuff for me. They said for fifty fifty-five dollars a month. So, would you recommend that or recommend quick? I think they're quick, offering to do your payroll. I don't necessarily think. Yeah, they're not doing accounting. Because the last time I was so with the banker, they don't have any accounting system. Right. So, so what I need both. What do you say, Randy? So what I need both? 
Absolutely. Um, no, like that's what I'm just saying. So are you, is your plan to put your contractors on payroll or do yeah. you want to pay them? So you're planning to put them on payroll and having to pay payroll taxes for them? Per task, yes. So you want to not, put them on payroll? Okay. So, so some things that come along with payroll is you're going to pay the payroll taxes. That's right. You got to get a Maryland CRN number. You got to get a withholding number, you know, all of those things as an employer. Then you got to think about unemployment compensation. Then you have to get insurance, unemployment insurance. You know, you want to think about workers' compensation because if somebody gets hurt as an employee, they're going to tap into that bucket. You have to think of yourself when you were an employee, all the advantages that you had working for someone. If you got hurt on a job, you got workers' comp. So as an employer, you have to offer those things. It's, it's required by law that you have to offer them workers' comp. Huh. So now the difference, again, not only who who's paying the taxes is if they are considered employees, if you are requiring them to be there a certain time, um, like a certain time period, you providing all the tools for them, you are providing all the direction for them, Um anything that looks like an employee, like I'm sitting you down, this is how we're doing, you gotta be here from nine to five, that's an employee. Now, independent contractor is, okay, I need this done. That person comes with their own tools, they come when, you know, you may provide a range, you know, hey, I need I need done by eight o'clock, but you're not saying, I need you to be here from this time to that time. So it's a significant, um, you know, you can, and they will, they can, you know, if somebody say, hey, he's paying me, he has me categorized as an independent contractor when I'm really an employee, they'll go back. If somebody reports you, they'll go back and say, you know, hey, this person is an employee. You got to pay him as such. And then you paying all these back payroll taxes. Hey. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So. Um, moving on to deductions, um, expenses, and credits. So um, expenses for your business have to be, let me move this over, I'm sorry, have to be ordinary and necessary, right? And that's very, that's a very great area because it's ordinary and necessary according to your industry. And so it's ordinary and necessary for my industry. Maybe I may not be ordinary and necessary for Randy's industry, Natasha's, Omar's, Sammy's industry. You know, we may need different things. Just like you hear, you have real estate licensing. I'm not a realtor. I'm not a, I don't have to pay brokerage fees. But for a realtor, those fees are necessary. And so you may have expenses that are necessary, meaning they are helpful and appropriate for your trade of business. And then you may have expenses um, that are common and accepted in your trade of business. Both are deduct deductible. And we don't talk about them on here, but credits are also, um, they're different from expenses, meaning you actually have to have a taxable income in order, like you have to have, you have to actually owe a tax in order to be able to use the credit to lower your taxable liability. With expenses, um, they actually are deducted from your gross revenue way before you get to your taxable income. So these are some accounting systems. Um, Wave, I'll talk about Wave first. Wave is a free accounting system. It does, um, it is very limited in, in when it comes to reporting um, 
mileage tracker, stuff like that, managing profitability, projection, um, all of those things. However, if there is just a client that, hey, listen, you know, I'm just starting out, I'm, you know, independent contractor, I just need something to, you know, now Wave does a lot. You can send invoices. It's great for freelancers. But if you are in business and you are, you know, getting systems in place for you to grow in business, then I would strongly suggest a system like QuickBooks. You get in-depth reports and uh, records. I feel like it's user-friendly, but I'm also coming from an accounting perspective. Um, it's as user-friendly as I, I can see it. Uh, but however, that is why it's necessary to work with professionals that understand it, that can help you and walk you through it. You can track your mileage. There's a mobile app for that. As you can see, the price ranges and it goes up to 150. I don't think nobody that I work with needs the 150. They do have another one that um, is self-employed. And I love that one because that is, I'll usually recommend that over Wave um, just because it offers a little bit more. You know, you can put your whole tax profile in there. It helps you um, determine what your estimated taxes should be. And um, I think it's a very, very great system. Any so, questions? Okay. Yeah, question on that. Um, so you're, you're saying, so is it $25,150 per month? Or, yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the, QuickBooks self-employed, I believe, is $10 a month. Okay. And they always run specials where they give you the first three months half off or something like that. So if you were to do um, the QuickBooks self-employed, I think it's like $5 for the first three months. And, you know, but these are all ordinary necessary expenses, just like we talked about. And so these are expenses that you get to deduct and write off and different things like that. All right. Good deal. Yeah, for six months, half off. Yeah, that's right, Sam. All right, so I get this question a tons of time just because, like, going back to what Omar said is when people say business, they say, I'm going to get my LLC. And then when they say, hey, I, I need to pay myself, how much should I pay myself? And I always want to help people understand what that means, right? So there are two ways to pay yourself, and it's very dependent upon how your business is structured. Now, if you are a sole partner and LLC, um, then you will be taking draws from your business. And a draw is simply a direct payment from the business to the business owner. So that is simply a transfer um, from the business bank account to the owner. And it's a draw. It's an accounting transaction. Um, it does not show up on the owner's tax return because any draws that you take from the business as an LLC or a sole proprietor, you cannot deduct that as um compensation, salary, or contractor expense. You can't do that. Um, there's no FICO or Medicare tax withheld, but it is subject to self-employment taxes. Um, for instance, when I just said it's not going to show up on your tax return, well, if the business made $100,000 and if that's the gross revenue, your profit may be 50, 50,000 is what you're going to pay taxes on, right? Well, it's, it's layered, but that that is what is subject to self-employment taxes. You can say, well, I, I, I pay myself 40 out of 50, but you are the business owner. So you cannot deduct that $40,000 that you paid yourself as a draw. Um, and another one is a distribution. But what's not on here is salary as well. So salary is not on here. And that's another way to pay yourself. You can pay yourself on salary if you are an S corp, if you are a C corp. And what that is, is it's just, just, what, it's, just what it means. You put yourself on salary. 
you pay yourself a wage, the business will send you a W-2 and you will put that W-2 on your personal tax return. The business will write off your salary in addition to any taxes that the business pays for you. So it would be, you will be essentially an employee of the business. Um, a distribution is another way. Say for instance, if you are in Schedule C, um, and or partnership, I'm sorry, not schedule C, uh, S Corp or partnership. And in addition to your salary, you also want to take a distribution. Um, say, for instance, you want to give yourself a bonus or you can, um, your business has, you know, did well that year and you want to take extra funds out of the business, you can take a distribution. It does lower your basis in the business. Um, so a basis is one's investment in the business. So when you come into the business, you have a basis in the business. Say for instance, if you if you contributed $50,000 to the business, that is your basis in the business. You have $50,000 in that business. So the distributions that you take from the business lowers that basis until you put more money back into it. But those are the three ways that you can actually pay yourself. Before you even step into paying yourself, you need to know three things, okay? You need to know how much money is coming, well, two things, how much money is coming into the business and how much money is going out, because that's going to tell you whether you're profitable, whether you can pay yourself, because you may not even be profitable after paying all the bills of the business. Now, a lot of us starting off in sole proprietorships and LLCs, if the business made 500, then you made 500, and that's okay. You know, you do a draw, you take that $500 out, you put it in your bank account. As your business grows, it won't always be like that. However, you want to leave money in there to cover your fixed expenses and leave additional funding in there for new business ventures and to grow your company. Say, for instance, if you want to hire somebody, you want to put on it, put in a new system in rotation, you know, different things like that. You want to go to that conference or that seminar that you need training for in order to elevate your business. You know, that's part of investing back into your business. So uh, for state requirements, uh, Maryland requires you, if you are selling a product, you are required to pay sales taxes, 6%, I believe, and you are required to file your sales taxes, um, whatever, based off of whatever um, whatever frequency that they give you. They have to give you a frequency. It may be annual. Well, I think they do like monthly or semi-annual and I think quarterly and stuff like that. Um, and then your personal property taxes. So you have to pay, you do the annual report and you pay your personal property tax return. Hopefully they'll reduce that fee or throw it out entirely and all you, in its entirety is, you know, but right now you still have to pay the fee. This is where, um, this is the the one where business say, my business is not in good standing or my, you know, things like that. And so that is the fee in the, in the taxes that you file to keep your business in Maryland in good standing. Maryland is not the only state that does it. You know, DC does it. Um, DC has like other stuff too. And Cali is the worst. They, I think there's like 800. And so, um, yeah. So wow. those are the requirements. Yeah, Cali is the worst place to have a business. I, I think they won't get rid of that. They, it's still around, huh? That three hundred. It's, it's still around now. They did. Um, they did kind of simpli simplify the process. Okay. If you didn't make the, like the questions, like take you straight to, all right, let's go ahead and pay this, pay this three hundred. Because <laughs> if you, I think it's, it says if you didn't, um, if you don't own property over twenty thousand dollars, you know, yeah. then it takes you straight to like the payment. And I'm like, okay. No. But uh, they just did that. They have not gotten rid of the fee yet. So hopefully they do that soon.
Yep. Um, these are the quarterly tax payments. And so these are how the quarters are broken up. And this is what people say, I want to pay my taxes throughout the year. Just because you're a business owner doesn't necessarily mean you need to pay quarterly taxes. Taxes and how much you owe in taxes is very, um, it's a very layered thing right and so you may be a business owner schedule c owner but then you may have dependents you may be married and you may be filing jointly you may be filing separately that's why it's great to work with a professional um or understand it in some way because just because you're a business owner doesn't mean you have to pay quarterly tax payments however if you do um if you have been paying taxes in the past and you may pay taxes in the future, then you can think about paying quarterly tax payments and you would pay, you would just break down that full amount that you pay at that tax year and pay it by quarter. And that's what this looks like. And these, and so January through March is due April 15th and so on and so on and so on. And so the last quarter of the year is not into, not due until January 15th of the following year. Any questions? Right, any any questions? Any questions? All right. Well, I, th I thought this was a, a great workshop. As always, you know, we wanted to provide. Now, one of the things, as you know, uh, Anika, when individuals come into business, you know, they shy away from the financials and the accounting. And the this is the backbone. This, well, yeah, I'm going to say it's the backbone because, you know, we both have degrees in accounting. <laughs> so it's the backbone for business. Uh, so you don't have to be an accountant. However, you need to have a basic understanding of, you know, what the numbers mean and how to put the numbers into uh, some type of system. And you did you did a great job and responded to that. All right. Any, any other questions? Anybody have any questions, comments? All right. Go ahead, Randy. And they still on it. So back to what we said with the employees. So you said even if they 1099, I still had to pay payroll taxes for them? No. Only if they're W-2s. Hey, when I'm paying 1099, I can pay them by the hour. Yeah, so so being a 1099 employee doesn't deter. Um, whether they're W-2 or 1099 doesn't determine the frequency of payment, how much you can pay them. Independent versus employee um, is determined. That determines like um, determining whether they're independent versus versus an employee is how off like what your requirements of them are, right? How much ownership you have of what they do, um, yeah. and then that's big because determining whether they're employee or an independent contractor is going to determine who pays the taxes. And that is what the IRS is most concerned with. Because if you are required to pay the taxes for them, then they're expecting their money throughout the year, right? Um, but they want to know who the money is coming from. So if you are paying them as an independent contractor, then they're like, okay, well, we need to see that 1099 on their tax return at the end of the year. If you're not going to pay them, then they we we expect our money from them. So just think of it like that. Um, if they are an independent contractor, you are not required to have them on payroll. Um, but you want to think about how you need them as workers to determine how you're going to classify them. Okay. And like I said, my main thing, put them on payroll because, you know, most of the cash that flow through the business go out for me paying people and so forth. So with the new business account, they can't see the cash flowing through the business if I'm not, if I'm paying them, you know, under the table or cash. So we're not paying anybody under the table. 
I mean, so, yeah, so we're, we're, we're really, you know, being above board, you know, yeah. so, so one of the things, you know, you know, just like with barbers and daycare, uh, beauty salons, you know, those are cash businesses, you know, so, uh, you know, I know, Anika, you probably have uh, some clients that are like that as well, you know, that, uh, that they have to, uh, it's cash business, they got to put that money in the bank. You know, yeah. so so uh, keep keep in mind, Randy. You know, you keep saying employees and paying. I mean, you keep saying ten ninety nine, but you're paying payroll taxes. You're not doing that, right? Right, right, Anika. I'm right. Sure. So you want to be mindful of what you say, yeah. and you know how you're classifying it. Because if you were to say that to them as employees, they're going to expect another level. And like, just say, for instance, if you were to go down the state building, you'd be like, my employees right. and my employees, they're going to sign you up for stuff that you don't necessarily want. And so you want to know the difference. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and a lot of entrepreneurs, I should say a lot, you know, some entrepreneurs, they, they do that a lot. They think that they have employees, but they're 1099. You know, even some of the government contractors that I'm working with, you know, they're employing individuals based off of a contract that they have. They're not employees. They're 1099. You know, so just just keep in mind, as Anika was saying, you know, the, just the language that you're using, you know, you, you're probably in a cash business and there's some some different type of accounting uh, that you have to do. And you got the foremost expert right here that's that's working with you. So she'll get she'll get you straight. <laughs> All right. Any other questions for Anika? Comments? All right, Anika, we're going to let you go. We really appreciate you uh, sharing this information about accounting and all that good stuff. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. All right. All right. This is Brooks Rapper Dog.